name is Joe Painter with the People Chronicles, and boy, do we have a story for you today. I wish you could just come on in here with me. So I'm going to invite you into Mrs. Beard's Island Oasis. That's where we're sitting right now, and I have a very special guest with me, the USDA Undersecretary for Food, Nutrition, and Consumer Services, I believe. Kevin Concannon, is that correct? Did I get the title right? Yeah, that's, you got it all right, that including that long, long title. Yeah, it is basically. lengthy. It is indeed, so yeah. What all does that include? Well, it includes the 15 domestic feeding programs that serve across the United States one out of four Americans. And wow. one of the largest programs are the school-based programs, school lunch, school breakfast. We even have a program called the Fresh Fruits and Vegetables Program that is in schools like this one across the country as well. But it also includes the WIC program, uh, you know, about half the births in the United States. Uh, those infants are served in WIC. And the largest program is SNAP or the food stamp program. Mm-hmm. That, that serves literally 35 million people, 45 million people, I should say, uh, close to it across the U.S. So, But schools, school meals program, I love, you know, uh, I'd asked our regional folks to say, find a school for me to go to during a national school this is the week across the country we're celebrating school meals one of the most important things we do you know the school meals program started at the end of world war ii when the leaders of the country gathered after the war and said you know during that war we're drafting a lot of people that were so poorly fed they could not handle the rigors of military training and they said we should have a policy of school meals so that's the origin of the school lunch program this is a big a big pack on your back, and certainly here in America, nobody should go hungry, and that's part of your mission to make sure not only that we're fed, but that we are well-fed with good nutrition. So Mrs. Beard's Island Oasis, I didn't say, we are at Lowers Park Elementary School in the Reading School District, and not only is this little oasis in the library an oasis, the entire school is. It's quite a surprise in an urban environment, and as you said, it's National Schools lunch week. So as you asked your staff, you charged them with, go out into the region and find me a school to come to. What was it about Lowers Park Elementary School and the Reading School District lunch program that brought you here? Well, Reading Schools as a district, I'm happy to say, has adopted something called the Community Eligibility Provision, or CEP as we call it. And that has been available nationally. This is only the second year across the United States made possible by federal law that was passed a few years ago based on a pilot, actually, project that went on in the city of Philadelphia for a number of years that basically proved and showed that if you provide meals, breakfast, lunch, to all of the students in schools like this where you have high percentages of low-income students, everybody benefits in that regard. One uh for example, breakfast in the classroom, which they practice in this school. Uh, teachers report, hey, fewer kids with restlessness in the classroom, fewer kids with headaches, stomach aches, coming to school late, missing school days. It has an effect on all of those factors. And we know that those kids are receiving nutritious foods because, as you noted earlier, we have a dual problem, or I should have mentioned this, a dual problem in the United mm-hmm. States of both food insecurity, a fancy word for people going hungry, and obesity, where people are eating the wrong kinds of foods. And uh, 
So uh, we view school meals as the ideal systematic way of exposing kids to healthy eating, uh, supporting that, giving them access. And the Reading schools have done extraordinary things in that regard because the percentages that we heard earlier this morning mm -hmm. from the person in charge of all the meals programs in the district was reporting, you know, multiple 200% increases in the middle schools where they just started this year, the community eligibility. It also means that every child is made available, uh, accessible to the meal. There's no distinction between this child over here receives the meal free, this child receives it subsidized, this child pays for it. I think that inclusionary uh, adoption is huge because it removes any kind of stigma. It, it says that, you know, this, this element, this part of your life, good nutrition, is important for everybody. You've got it exactly right. And it simplifies the administration part of the meal. So they don't, they don't have to have, a, in effect, a cashier at the end of the line. All of the food service staff can focus on the meal preparation and then encouraging kids. Most of us growing up, particularly if it's a new or different food, we need somebody to nudge us in the direction. Here, try it. You'll like it. Try it. You'll like it. I have it. to ask you, Kevin. Wait a minute here. I mean, did you see this? No, I did not. Wow, we wow. <laughs> this is from the garden. Go back to USDA. This may be no, but they're all peppers. We saw great. No, you know, I they have something like seven different gardens in the school, right and I've been to lots of schools that have gardens, but usually they're small raised bed gardens. You know, they're mm -hmm. nothing to the extent of the diversity of the gardens, but also the fact that they have incorporated so much of the 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 aspects of growing into the science programs, into the math yes. programs, into ways in which they encourage kids like. Uh, a sustainability, uh, you know, encouraging uh, children that that we need to look after the earth. And I love the fact one of my favorite gardens here was they have one that is devoted exclusively to just uh, flowers and plants that grow in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Yes. So yes. kids all will see that. Yeah, all indigenous, and will see that, and so in their own growing up experience in their own community, they'll know it. Did you see the bee garden? Because the bees are so important to everything we do and to pollinating our food. Bees are largely responsible for keeping our crops healthy so that we can eat. That's it, exactly. And, you know, we've had a bee die-off nationally. Yep. USDA yep. has had one of its priorities to increase, you know, the wildflowers across the country, among other things. But I, I saw their beehive outside, but then I saw they actually have an enclosed beehive. We could see the spout, the the entrance to that hive popping out of uh, one of the classroom windows and the teacher explained to us they have that in that the bees don't get out in the free space of the classroom but they're in a glass enclosed so the kids can watch that bee hive uh, in action so you know to me what the school you know in addition to all the wonderful things I saw here it's no question in my mind when I go to a school like this the leadership the principals the teachers, the superintendent, the school board, the community, all of these people who respond to that. And they have a wonderful volunteer here. Oh, Mr. Nick, did you meet Mr. Me? Nick, yes. who is a man for all seasons. I said we should have a Lloyd's of London insurance policy on him in case he trips or something. And to Gordon Hudak. Yeah. He is. I mean, he's, he's marvelous. But he's obviously very dedicated. But he also clearly has great what we call, you know, into, uh, 
emotional uh, intelligence, being able to relate to kids, being able to, uh, and committed to come here and spend so much time. And all of this environment, everything that you see, which looks wonderful and feels good, is actually incorporated right into the curriculum. So it all is a learning tool. It's a brainchild of Gordon Hudak. He is the principal here. And it's being replicated in many of the elementary schools here in the Reading School District. Kevin... I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed your visit. Oh, I had a great time. Is that fair to say? And, and no, no, the no, most important thing, time. how was your lunch? Because you ate what the kids ate. It was excellent, yes. They, they, we had uh, half of the lunch was what they served to elementary kids today, and the other were kids in the middle and high schools. It was excellent. Healthy food, very tasty, colorful as well. All of these are, are factors, and... We were, this we is a were colorful pear, or pear. Did I say pear? It's no, a pepper. No, is, yeah, a pepper, a purple pepper. You can take that back with you, okay? Purple pepper, yeah. Onomatopoeia, I think. Uh, yeah. That purple was pretty pepper. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, anyway, thank you so much. You are a delight, and I appreciate your visit here to the Reading School District. Happy to be here. Yeah, thank you. Have a wonderful, safe trip back. Thank you. All right, and that's the story on What's the Story? Want to know more about who's doing what in Berks County? Check out the stories on thepeoplechronicles.com. 